we do have Jerry Depoto with us now. And and Jerry, this road trip has been well, it's been pretty incredible and capping off a really good month of June. And last night, Dylan Moore with that that home run in in the tenth inning, we've we've seen him show some of the pop and that that he caught our attention with last year. Really, after a slow start for Demo, he's, he's been doing that a fair bit of late. That's I thought last night was about as good a game as he's played, and we got to see all of what he does. We we saw him get on base. We saw him show the power, the base running, and you know, with the, the I guess the exception of uh, of a great defensive play, he did just about everything else you could do. And and uh, he's a fun player, and and like our team right now, it's a, it, it's been a real grind through half our season and and these guys continue to be resilient and show up and compete every day how often jerry do you compare these this current rebuild that you're in charge of to maybe other ones i I can't help but do it with what you're seeing with this toronto blue jays team who you'll see again this morning i mean man that lineup is out of control good and they've definitely had some of their young players now up in the majors close to that a thousand at bat kind of threshold that you are looking for I, I i guess when you look at a team like the blue jays do you look at yourself in the mirror and say hey this is the tr- the path that we are headed down or do you want to go about it your own way no we, i actually do it all the time <laughs> so it's a you know look back and and even going further back you know I'll, I'll go back you know to to teams that i watched growing up and and envisioning them you know that the early 80s mets going through their rebuild with Doc Gooden and Daryl Strawberry, et cetera, and, you know, watching what the Braves did. But, you know, here we have so many examples recently with teams like the Astros and the Cubs and and this iteration of the Blue Jays. It it does give you a roadmap. And, you know, I've I've often talked, you know, at least loosely about timelines and sometimes very much more specifically. And this is why, because once you promote, you know, your young foundational players to the big leagues, Sometime in that first four, you know, six, eight hundred plate appearances, you really start to see that forward surge. And you know, for for Bo Bichette, it happened immediately. For Vlad Guerrero, it took a couple of years. And and now here you are. They started this, you know, version of of themselves in in 2018 ish, uh, 17, 18, and this is where they are. And I think that's uh, you know, that's an exciting thing for us to look forward to when that comes to pass. When when you look at the timeline of, of your team compared to to someone like that, where are you guys right now? I think that we've always viewed ourselves as about a year behind the Blue Jays, <laughs> as a, because roughly that's about when we started. And you know we have uh, similarly when the Blue Jays started their rebuild, they did it with some premium prospects in the minor leagues, guys like Vlad and Bo Bichette and, and Kevin Biggio, etc. Uh, and they still have a couple that that are on the way. Guys like, you know, guys like Martin and Pearson. And there's there's they've done a really nice job of building up those layers. And we feel like that's happening for us too. And you know, it, it, we still feel like there's there's a lot on the way. And hopefully, you know, the, the, this this next year in time goes as well for us as as it has for the Blue Jays. And you know, I think the what our club is like in 2021 doesn't feel to me too dissimilar from where the Blue Jays were this time a year ago, uh, albeit in a very short season. And they managed to work their way into a, an expanded playoff scenario. I don't know if that's going to happen for us, but we see ourselves on a similar type path. The Blue Jays' big difference, I would say, right now is that they gave George Springer the big contract last offseason, or this past offseason, and they also gave Marcus Simeon a, a big one-year deal. Do, do you envision... 
being that kind of aggressive, that level of aggressive this coming off season? Absolutely, in a word. And, and I think that's the, the message I've been trying to, to send, you know, both to our, to our team and, and most especially to our fans. The only way you can do this is by first identifying where it's best to spend that, that money and how you can go out and fill the void. Until you go through the, the, the laying of the foundation, you don't really know who is going to take the extra year, who is going to stumble and fall, where do you need to fill in. And like this iteration of the Blue Jays, and like I talked about with teams like the, the Braves and Mets from years gone by, those teams always went out and added the piece, whether it be you know Gary Carter and Keith Hernandez for the Mets or Terry Pendleton and Greg Maddox for the Braves. When it's time and you know where you're adding, that's when you go fire your bullets. And, and we feel like that's coming for us this offseason, and we're very excited for it. Jerry, now you're talking my language. I'm a big Gary Carter fan. I, I grew I up. My, my, I absolutely <laughs> love him. Growing up in Oregon, my yeah, my mom, my mom uh, mailed off a letter that I had written to him. He sent me back an autograph. I was a diehard fan for life. So, and he was one of those players when the when the Mets added him from from the Expos uh, that were able to to to, to help them kind of turn the page and, and vault into that contention. The other thing we saw happen over the weekend, Jerry, and I think we're still trying to wrap our heads around everything that went on, was yeah. the, the suspension with, with – or the ejection with Hector Santiago and the discipline Injustice. From there. I, I know that you can't talk about some of the inner workings. Do you have any idea, though, a timeline for when his uh, appeal might be heard? I don't. And I, you know, I do know that Hector has filed his appeal, and he should. Um, you know, we are supportive and uh, hoping that, that he's able to overcome – the suspension or at least reduce the, the penalty. But, you know, this, we talked about this last week. We are supportive of the notion that we need to make change in the game to, to create a more even playing field. And unfortunately, I think this is a case of, of maybe the baby going out with the bathwater type of thing. You know, the sweat and rosin are both legal. They're right. not foreign substances. And, you know, the, the fact that it end up it ends up sticky on a glove on a humid day in Chicago doesn't shock me, having lived in that world for a bit. And it's unfortunate that it was deemed to be suspicious. And, you know, this is all umpire uh, judgment rather than any type of, of testing or, or protocol to that line. So, you know, we're, we're, we will support the, the league's decision on it. I know Hector will as well. We hope it's not as dramatic as it could be. Uh, based on the 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 ten day suspension, but you know if it is, it is, and hopefully that you know sounds a horn for the rest of our players and the players around the league that that it is serious and we need to take it seriously. Yeah, I think that was the part that was most confusing was Hector after the game says, "Hey, I put rosin on 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 my hands, which is allowed." And and then the glove becomes sticky, which I guess is uh, it's understandable and not surprising. But then it's just the instantaneous judgment of the of the umpire and and how the recourse. And do, do you do you have a, a firmer sense for how baseball will handle questions like this, or is this something that's kind of a work in progress? It's a work in progress, truly. And you know, as the the rules are written, you know, it is it is to the umpire's discretion whether it was you know a suspicious substance or not if they cite it as such the player must be ejected so you know, that's what happened with Hector and as it goes once you're ejected it's followed by a suspension once the, the league office reviews it you know as I understand it there are there are no tests they won't test the glove for for what type of substance but only to identify that it was sticky and suspicious so you know I've got I've I again I've I've lived that life and 
you know, I, I can sweat with the best of them on a, on a human day. And that's how you, that's how you dry yourself off. And I, so I sympathize with Hector and, and, uh, and I do, I believe him. He's uh Hector has always been an honest guy. And we joked when I spoke with him the other day, we joked around about, about the fact that of, of all guys to, to get, you know, nabbed, it's a guy who's primarily fastball changeup and, and doesn't, you know, it, spinning the breaking ball has never really been Hector's forte. Ryan Roland Smith told me about the the sweat side of things and how you use rosin sometimes to stop sweat from trickling down. And I don't want to get you in trouble. I I, I just want to say I think it's ridiculous that they put the glove in a in a trash bag and they didn't even bring it up to New York and they didn't even take a look at it. I mean that that is something that I feel like should be done, especially in a situation like that. Because listen, some guys sweat. You want to stop the sweat? Put that rosin on. Come on. You do, and I, and I will say this, you know, and, and for me, a right-hander or for Hector, a left-hander, you know, you pick up the bag with your throwing hand and you you always apply it to the opposite arm, and that's how you get your, your dry spot to go to when the sweat is, is rolling. And, you know, that's, the, that's when you're talking about an enhanced grip on the ball. You know, the only way you're going to be able to get the grip on the ball is drying that hand off with the rosin, and that's what the rosin's out there for and has been for decades. And, you know, unfortunately... Uh, again, it's a uh, it's an unfortunate circumstance that that the first time that someone was cited for this, it was it was a matter of sweat and rosin, which we believe to be true. But you know, if it lands them on the suspended list, we'll have to live with that penalty, and so will Hector. And and we do support the notion because I think the game, even in this short burst, is more exciting for having gone through these types of adjustments or policing. I'll tell you what, I don't know if it was related to that that enforcement or the policing, but last night's game was a blast. Mitch Hanniger's throw, which didn't mm-hmm. end up resulting in an out. The different plays we saw, Dylan Moore, like you said, the home run, the stolen bases. It's it's really fun to watch your team play. We've really enjoyed this month of June. We can't wait for July to get kicked off. And then tomorrow with a full capacity crowd at T-Mobile Park, it should be. It, it's going to be great to see the second half of the season really take off, Jerry. Oh, I can't wait. And I, uh, I'm, I'm watching, like you, I'm watching the, the games in Buffalo on TV. And, you know, last night I had a little PTSD from the Coors Field days watching how offensive the game felt. <laughs> but it was, it was, uh, it was fun to watch. And, you know, there was so much action. The ball was in play a lot last night. It was, it was a quick, clean, crisp game. And I, I the, the whole thing and the way the team is grinding and playing and, and hopefully coming home tomorrow to a big crowd and, and playing a, a long homestand would be the, the capper on what has really been a, a very energizing first half. It's been great. Thanks so much, Jerry. We'll talk to you next week. All right, fellas. See you next week. That is our weekly visit with the GM, Jerry DePoto. Some very good information there, as well as kind of a sense of where his team is at in its timeline and about a year behind the team that we're playing, the Mariners are playing right now in, in Buffalo, the Toronto Blue Jays.